I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where this genius ends up costing the US Army over $100,000 by following the exact orders of his toxic boss. Pro Army Revenge is par for the course. Dear reader, I had an illustrious 21-year career in the United States Army, which miraculously concluded with an honorable discharge. 21 years and 14 combat deployments produce a lifetime of stories. The overwhelming majority of memories are comical and worth remembering, like the time I barrowed another human's truck or the time I relocated an artillery display in my barracks room. However, some memories are extra ammunition after a live fire exercise worth donating to Chuck and Barry. Memories suppressed so well they never happened. However, these memories can be unintentionally triggered. I worked at The Bad Place before attending assessment and selection. Working there was the sole reason for attending selection. The Bad Place was a three-star command and nursing home for dying careers. It was a mixture of National Guard, Army Reserve, Active Duty, and Department of the Army Civilians. It was essentially a foreign planet for a soldier who'd grown up in regiment and the 82nd Airborne Division. Overnight, I transitioned from airborne infantry to the equipment tracking officer. It was my sole purpose in life to source pre-deployment training equipment for deploying National Guard and Army Reserve units. These units would request specific types of equipment and it was my responsibility to source at least two thirds of the requested equipment. I should mention that my boss at the bad place was Department of the Army Civilian. I had 10 years of service under my belt and it was the first time my direct supervisor was a civilian. Now I've got no issues with civilians, but I do have issues with horrible leadership and Mike was horrible. Mike was a dirty diaper, full of poop, and always on my bar. Guys, I had no earthly idea what my job was or how I was to perform it initially. Making matters worse, I would quickly learn that Mike had no earthly idea either. Mike only knew what Z, final products, looked like and was mentally unaware of the other 25 letters in the alphabet. Mike was less useful than blinker fluid and football bats. Fear not though, guys. It only took three months of working from 5am to 11am to garner a nascent understanding of my roles and responsibilities. Thankfully, I had wonderful counterparts as sister organizations. Furthermore, they were all equally aware of how useful Mike was. Fast forward four months. The section was still composed of exactly one sloppy, that is OP's name. I was 25% of the total allotted manpower, performing 100% of the duties. If you wait until the last minute, it only takes a minute, was my battle cry. Life was grand. I developed standard operating procedures and automated matrices to assist me. I was even starting to catch errors from the department that validates equipment requests. Remember guys, it was my duty to source two thirds of the equipment request. I had a very unpleasant one-way conversation in August of 2011. My captain, Richard Cranium, was requesting I provide three Rhino buses for training. I kindly explained why fulfilling this request was unfeasible. Problem solved, right? Nope. I then received a call from Lieutenant Colonel Richard Cranium. The issue quickly became a self-licking ice cream cone of chaos. Ring, ring, ring. I answer. The bad place. G4 equipment tracking officer. This is rank sloppy speaking. 
How may I help you, sir or ma'am? This is Major General Richard Cranium from the California National Guard. Side note, guys, the Major General is the boss idiot for all National Guard soldiers in the state of California. I do not get calls from general officers ever. How can I help you, sir? He's angry. I'm calling to inquire as to why you will not fulfill our equipment request. Is it not your policy to provide two thirds? I was now a bit agitated. I clearly explained the issue to the company commander, battalion commander, and brigade commander. I now have an irate god-level commander on the phone and two courses of action are cycling through my mind. I could explain why this request was absurd or I could go full regiment sloppy. Sir, I clearly explained to the previous commanders why I cannot fulfill their request and provided other options. I don't want options sloppy. I want my three rhino buses. At this point, I just took on a time to get fired attitude. Roger, sir. Well, as I told the previous commanders, there are only five rhino buses that exist on Earth. Three of them are deployed to Iraq, and the other two are in Afghanistan. Do you wish for me to forward this equipment request to Forces Command? Oh, uh, that won't be necessary. Thanks, Sloppy. Are you sure, sir? I mean, I can. Uh, no. Did you explain this to- Yes, every single one of them, sir. Disregard. I have some phone calls to make. And guys, the world was right again. At least, I thought it was. It appears the Major General was slow to contact his subordinate leadership. The Colonel had contacted Mike, demanding I supply his unit with rhino buses. One would think a simple explanation would suffice for Mike, but one would be wrong. Common sense is an elusive, fickle creature for Mike. It was like trying to explain what number the letter purple tastes like. Mike said, Did you tell a unit they can't have a piece of equipment? Yes, sir. Why? Because there are only five of them, and they're all deployed to combat zones. Well, you need to figure out how to get them. In my brain, I'm thinking, oh my God, is this man freaking serious? I laughed to myself. I think he is. What? Okay, so like call the Pentagon and ask them to redeploy them from combat because some unit needs to train with them? It's not your job to validate equipment. It's your job to source it. Do you understand? Roger that, sir. Guys, when one door closes, check for an open window. I had over 90 units on my desk and 32,000 pieces of equipment to source for the month of August. It didn't take long to find a window to crawl out. I found a unique request from an infantry unit. They requested a plethora of equipment and it all made sense, minus four pieces of equipment. I thought, I'm pretty sure those four pieces of equipment need to be on a different type of request, right? Yeah, but it's not your job to validate it. Oh, right. Guys, I sourced it. All four of them. It was not an easy task either. I literally had to scour the entire country for available inventory. I made phone call after phone call to make this request happen. None of the items were collocated. They would need to be transported from the far stretches of the continental United States, and failure was not an option. I had fulfilled my responsibilities. I sourced the equipment and turn it over to Mike for signature. Mike's signature magically allocates funding and authorizes the transportation of said equipment. Dear reader, poop typically rolls downhill. However, this specific request defied the laws of gravity. Poop was going to roll uphill. I crawled back through the window and waited a month for the fallout to ensue. Truth be told, due to my heavy workload, I'd forgotten about my magnificent accomplishment. It was another horrible day at work until I received this magical phone call. The Bad Place, G4 Equipment Tracking Officer. This is Rank Sloppy speaking. How may I help you, sir or ma'am? Hello, I am Sergeant First Class Ricky Bobby. I am the Long Range Surveillance Platoon Sergeant for this unit. Hey Ricky, how can I help you? Well, I'm looking at four helicopters and I'm told I need to sign for them. Let me look at your request. 
Yes, you requested two UH-60L Blackhawk helicopters and two UH-47 Chinook helicopters, correct? Yes, but I requested them for SPIES, Special Purpose Insertion Extraction System, and FRIES, Fast Rope Insertion Extraction System Training. I am not a pilot. What the heck am I supposed to do with four helicopters? I mean, once you sign for them, they're yours. I suppose you could try to fly them? Oh, the freaking army. I suppose I could. Don't worry, man. I've got your back. I have already coordinated with our aviation validators to support your request. I'll give you their number. I'm ready to copy. 8675309. Thanks, man. Call me back if you have any issues, brother. I'll walk upstairs, G3 operations, and get this sorted so you boys can do your spies and fries. We'll comply, man. Guys, not only does poop roll uphill, but poop rolls uphill faster than I expected. I just hung up the phone and was departing for lunch. I didn't make it five feet before I was beckoned to Mike's office. There are four chairs in Mike's office, one with a load-bearing capacity of at least 400 pounds and four normal people chairs. I was awkwardly surprised to find it was already standing room only. The G4 Colonel, Deputy G4, and G3 Operations Colonel were already in Mike's office. Mike says, It seems we have an issue, Sloppy. In my brain, I think, We? I say, Really? I'm not aware of any issues, sir. Well, a unit is at Fort Hood, and the battalion commander is wondering why one of his platoon sergeants signed for four helicopters. I'm shocked. Did they request four helicopters? I can go and get the equipment request. No, I have it. Right here in my hands. Okay, uh, did they request? Yes, they did. I don't understand that. Look, the issue is, says the colonel, that we needlessly shipped four helicopters across the United States. There are already helicopters at Fort Hood. Helicopters and pilots there to support spies and fries training. They are there specifically for this type of request. Sloppy, did this request not look odd to you? At this moment in my head, I am laughing hysterically. Absolutely, sir, I reply. The entire room has shocked faces, just baffled as frick. Then why did you source it? Sir, as I understand it, it's not my job to validate, it's my job to source it. Mike made it very clear on multiple occasions. Oh, Sloppy, do you realize you just cost the army over $100,000 to ship equipment that we didn't need to ship? But sir... No, Mike, says the colonel. You just cost the army over $100,000. Sir? Mike, it is your signature that authorizes allocation of money and shipping. Did you tell Sloppy it's his job to source, to not validate anything and only source? Well, sir, I did, but- The colonel starts walking out. Mike, let's have a meeting in my office. A quick side note, I know the other colonel. We'd worked in the same unit when he was a major. He follows me out, sits on my desk, and starts laughing hysterically. How in the frick did you do it? Do what? I ask. Find four helicopters. I called everyone. I leveraged my network of contacts and made it my mission. What does your counterpart say about the request? Well, they have the same sentiments as me towards Mike. Oh, honestly, that's impressive. Well, sir, I was gonna get pooped on either way, so I decided, screw Mike. Yep, screw Mike, I guess. Guys, thank you for reading my pro-army revenge. I have good news. I no longer work for Mike after that interaction. Other misdeeds, stories, came to light after that encounter. I had a long desk side meeting with the G4 colonel and fully detailed my relationship with Mike. It's nearly impossible to fire Department of the Army civilians, but it was easy to move me. The other colonel found a more suitable position for an infantryman. It also sucked, but he gave me ample time to prepare for assessment and selection. I was at the bad place for 18 horrible months before I found greener pastures. I could lament on all the horrible things, but it's not worth it. Why? 
at least I know where to go if I ever need four freaking helicopters. So I guess um, the too long didn't read there. It's just screw Mike. What a terrible bloke. I'm happy he got found out, but my word, imagine working under someone like that. I do feel for all of you that have terrible bosses. It must be just so toxic. Gotta say shout out Sloppy on this one. Love your writing style. Great story. Now to end today's episode, I've got a story of nuclear revenge from you. And let me tell you, you're not going to want to miss this one. Here we go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Landlord tries to defraud us and ends up losing his visa instead. This happened a long time ago, but I recently found out about the end results and figured that it might belong here. If you've never heard of the US EB-5 visa program, then don't worry, I hadn't either. From what little research I've gathered, this is essentially a program where foreign nationals can fast track US residency visa status by contributing financially to approved community investment projects. I don't think that these specifics are that relevant, but feel free to add if I've missed anything important. So when my husband and I were still dating and first looked for a place to live together, we settled on a small townhouse. It was old and needed work, but the rent was reasonable and it was in a neighborhood that we liked. The landlord had recently purchased the property but didn't live there and wanted renters to help pay for the mortgage, I assume. We found the house on a realty website. It had been sold less than a month before we moved in and still had photographs posted by the seller. This will be important for later. We liked the place, applied and got accepted. We moved in and lived happily ever after the end. No, but seriously, the landlord left us alone. We lived there for a few years, paid rent on time, never had issues until we moved out. We had to pay nearly 5,000 in refundable security deposits. And when we moved out, our landlord repaid half. We were confused as the lease laid out the steps the landlord had to take in order for them to keep the deposits. Central to that requirement, the landlord had 45 days to provide us with an itemized list of damages we caused, as well as the cost to fix each thing. 45 days came and went and no itemized list. So we contacted them and asked for the list. We received a mostly blank one-page invoice for $2,500 to repaint, remove TV mounts, patch holes, etc. It wasn't itemized and there were no individual charges. So we asked for pictures of the alleged damages. The landlord immediately got hostile and refused. So we filed suits. The landlord hired an attorney to represent him and the attorney submitted an itemized list as well as pictures. We printed date stamped copies of the photos posted by the previous realtor. The same photos submitted by the landlord's clueless lawyer. The clerk overseeing the matter found in our favor immediately. Because the landlord had lied about the photographic evidence, the landlord was also found to be in breach of contract and was assessed treble damages plus interest, penalties and court costs. Yay for us but he didn't pay. So we submitted to a collection agency. I don't really understand the particulars. We eventually recovered most of the final judgment, so we were happy and left it at that. Until. Unbeknownst to us, the landlord was an EB-5 applicant. Apparently, the breach of contract, collection, and shenanigans surrounding the dishonesty regarding the lawsuit made it back to whomever was reviewing their visa application. There were other issues too, I'm sure. 
the landlord's visa application was denied. He ended up having to cash out of his US investments and won't be eligible for this visa again. The final outcome was an unintended consequence, but I kind of feel like he got what he deserved. You see, it's people like this that just give landlords everywhere a terrible name. Why do this? Especially in the knowledge that you are currently applying for a visa and if you get found out for something like this, which is fraudulent, you're gonna be in jeopardy and probably not get it. Like, why do that? You don't deserve one because you're a fraud, but still, what goes through your head at that point, I think, yeah, I know I'm in this kind of perilous position here that it could all go downhill for me if something happens, but I'm gonna risk it all for this anyway. Like, what are you even gaining? A few thousand dollars? Is that really worth it? No. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.